Welcome to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Your host, Leonard Birdsong, is a law professor, a former diplomat, and a former federal prosecutor who's here to inform and entertain you with a mix of humor, opinion, and information. Now, here's Leonard Birdsong. Yes, sirree, this is Leonard Bird's song. Happy Groundhog Day to you and the world. Leonard Bird's song radio. A blend of humor, opinion, storytelling, and information. Bird's song will never provide you with fake news, but he'll always perhaps make you laugh out loud at some of his true news stories about dumb criminals and their shenanigans and some other things that we call tidbits. Well, I'm so happy to be with you. Um, we've got the peanut gallery behind me. Are you there, folks? Yeah, there, there, there. Okay, okay, we know you're there. Thank you. Got it. All right. So they're always a little frisky on my show. As I tell you, folks, my nickname is Leonardo. That's what the girls in Spain call me when I go over there to teach. Sort of like that. At any rate, um, I've got some dumb news stories. That's how I'm going to start the show. We're going to talk a little bit about Black History Month, and then we're going to have a very special guest, Dr. Katana Tully. An interesting life this lady has lived, and she's just written a memoir, a book that's out of sight. We'll be talking to her soon. But let me start with some of my dumb news stories that I've collected fairly recently. This first one comes from the United Kingdom, that is England. And the headline reads, Just how young does this filly look? Inquiring minds would like to know. A British man says he is forced to carry ID for his 32-year-old girlfriend because she looks so young that people accuse him of pedophilia. Shaky Finks, that's his name, Shaky Finks, 42, maintains that his life has become unbearable as people have wrongly accused him of molesting children. To which I say, just how young does this filly look? Inquiring minds would like to know. (laughs) All right. Come back to the United States. New Mexico. This story is out of New Mexico. The headline, a body camera bust. A policeman was arrested after accidentally recording himself with a body camera giving marijuana to his girlfriend. Grants, that's the sound that he works in, Grants Police Sergeant Roshan McKinney was released from jail on bond for this incident recently. Unfortunately, he's also been accused of embezzling $785 and keeping an 8-ounce brick of marijuana that he did not submit to the Police Department Evidence Vault. Shouldn't do that, shouldn't do that. All right, let's just move on. Now, here's one from New York City. And uh, the headline, Water Gun in Drag Rob. Tell you again, the headline, Water Gun in Drag Rob. A cross-dressing crook who wore a dress and bra doing a Staten Island bank robbery admitted he was armed, but only with a water gun. Jordan Wise, who's 24, allegedly told federal authorities he used the toy to hold up a bank in Stapleton in July while wearing a long black and white dress, silver heels, sunglasses, bra, and a sequined hat. All this is 
detailed in the police report or the complaint that they got. Police uh, realized that the fellow turned himself in because he was caught on video making off with $700 in cash while dressed as a woman. All I can say is, oh, my. (laughs) You like that, folks? (laughs) All right, peanut gallery. All right, all right. Um, Oh, there goes the fax machine. I've got news tidbits coming in from my research assistant. I'll be reading to some of them later on. Right now, I want to finish the news. Okay, shut that thing down. This next story from New York City, the headline, No Dough for the Booty Grabber. A $2 million lawsuit filed by a Queens man who was dubbed Carlos the Booty Grabber was tossed out by a Brooklyn judge who didn't buy his claims that he was falsely arrested. Alan Raiden sued New York City back in 2014 after getting handcuffed the year before on charges that he groped two women near St. John's University. Raiden, who is 35, was cleared of forcible touching and harassment, but said that his life has been ruined over the arrest and the moniker he was given in the news reports. The Brooklyn judge ruled that police had probable cause to arrest him, because he was positively identified by the victims. So, no dough for the booty grabber. Here's something from New York State. The headline, Son of a Gun, maybe. The son of Syracuse police chief was arrested this past summer with six others on drug charges. Chief Frank Fowler's son, Frank Jr., 25, was being held in lieu of a $100,000 bond. Fowler and others were found with drugs in an apartment by officers investigating a noise complaint. Chief Fowler declined to comment on the arrest. I guess so. All right, here's one. You know, this one is, this comes from Ohio. It would be funny if it wasn't so sad. The headline, ring, ring, bang, bang. A man tried to answer his cell phone while under knife. Oh, let's start that again. A man tried to answer his cell phone while under nitrous oxide at the dentist's office. Unfortunately, he mistakenly grabbed his pistol and shot himself in the hand. James White, 72, thought he heard his phone ringing and somehow set off his gun with a bullet going through his hand and grazing his stomach. We learn that the new Carlisle, Pennsylvania, I'm sorry, Ohio Dental Group, the new Carlisle, Ohio Dental Group is now considering prohibiting weapons. And I'd say, and none too soon. Who brings a gun to the dentist? My God. All right. Some of these are funny. Some of them are not. But I'll let you judge. Oklahoma, this last story. Nope, it's not the last story. i got a couple more. This story comes from... Oklahoma. Headline. Strange story. Death by the cross, but not on the cross. An Oklahoma City woman accused of killing her daughter by forcing a crucifix down her throat told police she believed the 33-year-old victim had possessed or had been possessed by the devil. Police, Police had gone to the suspect's home in late August and found Geneva Gomez dead on the ground with a crucifix placed on her chest. Mom Juanita Gomez, 49, 
faces a first-degree murder charge and is being held without bail. Hmm. How about that? All right. Our last news story of this section. This story comes from Pennsylvania. The headline, Brainiac. A man stole a human brain from a science lab and used it to get high. Joshua Long, 26 of Carlisle, allegedly dipped his marijuana in the formaldehyde used to preserve the brain and then stashed the brain under his porch. A frightened relative called police when she found the brain wrapped in a shopping bag under the porch. Of course, you know that dipping marijuana in formaldehyde turns the weed into what is known as angel dust. Funny story, I don't know who steals brain to get the... To get the formaldehyde. <laughs> well, someone in the, someone in the peanut gallery thinks it's funny. Okay, I don't think it's funny at all. But anyway, those are the news stories of dumb criminals that I wanted to bring you this morning. This is Groundhog Day, folks. The Poxitani Phil, the groundhog, supposedly saw his shadow at daybreak today, and that means six more weeks of winter. But we are now into February, and February is called African American History Week, or Black History Month, rather. Black History Month is also known as African History Month, African American History Month in America. It's an annual observance in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. The precursor to Black History Month was created in 1926 in the United States when historian Carter G. Woodson and the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History announced that the second week in February was going to be Negro History Week. That week was chosen because it coincided with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln on February 12th and of Frederick Douglass on February 14th. Now, Those are important dates for people of color in the United States. In 1976, the expansion of Black History Week into Black History Month was first proposed by the leaders of the Black United Students at Kent State University. And uh, on on, uh, 1976, as part of the United States Bicentennial, the informal Expansion of Negro History Week to Black History Month was officially recognized by the U.S. government. President Gerald Ford spoke in regards to this, urging Americans to, quote, seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout history. The United Kingdom started celebrating Black History Month, started in 1987, it was organized through the leadership of Ghanaian analyst Akiyaba Adida Sabo, who then served as a coordinator of special product projects for the Greater London Council and uh, created a collaboration to get it underway, and it has been a success. They also celebrate Black History Month in Canada. It started in 1995 in Canada. Now, I think that... African American History Month is good, Black History Month, whatever you want to call it. However, there are some critics. Black celebrities such as director, um, black celebrities such as actor Morgan Freeman has criticized 
Black History Month, with Freeman saying, I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. Freeman has argued that there was no White History Month because white people did not want their history relegated to just one month. Well, Morgan, that's your feeling. Have it your way. I think it's useful and it's good to take a view of what people of color and black people in the United States have done. We've done a lot of things, invented a lot of things, helped fight the wars, helped build the nation. So there. Anyway, that's one of the things on my mind. I think that it is a good thing. Schools will be having uh, certain schools will be having uh, affairs for Black History Month. And uh, I'll be with you through this month. I'm going to bring on some other guests. Right now, we're getting ready to take a pause for the cause, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk to a special lady, Dr. Katana Tully. Tully, rather, I'm sorry. And she's written a fascinating book that I've read and that maybe you want to read, too. We will talk to her and find out about her background. She's a person of color, person of African descent, born in Guatemala, adopted by German parents. All right, folks, stay with us. There's more to come. 